The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you ready for operational excellence? Welcome to the Visual Workplace, work that makes sense, where your host and visual workplace expert, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, shares powerful visual principles and practices to optimize your operations and make them safer, faster, better, and far less costly. The Visual Workplace. You can't get to excellence without it. Now, here's Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth. Hi. Hi, everyone. Hi, this is Gwendolyn. Gwendolyn Galsworth, and I am your host on this, our weekly radio show about letting the workplace speak. In each of our shows, we look at some aspect of that, of how to embed the intelligence, our intelligence, our understanding of our operational system into the living landscape of work through visual devices, through visual mini systems, and ultimately through a visual macro system that is our production system. You understand? We are installing language, the language that captures our current level of intelligence, of excellence, even if we're not quite as excellent as we wish we would be or as we will be. We install that. And when we do, we make that intelligence concrete and specific through visual devices. We can literally see how we think and see how our thinking functions because we've captured it physically. If it isn't physical, it isn't visual. I've told you before, 50% of our brain's resources are focused on finding and interpreting visual information. 50% far dominant over our other senses, and far dominant over what we may think of as our brain or our mind. So the visual component of our lives and of our sense of well-being, our alignment, our sense of balance and safety, is tied to what we can see. And while we do use our other senses to create a visual environment, if you will, of an environment that speaks, visual is dominant. The, the sight is dominant. We look for balance, and there are ways. We've spoken of them in other shows. And as a result, the enterprise becomes increasingly connected and fluid. Visuality will set up, flow, the first requirement for pull. Pull where we're moving towards a time-based enterprise. That's why we bother. We bother for the bottom line benefits, improved safety, better quality, more aligned delivery, and certainly shrinking costs. And we bother because of the splendid cultural alignment that results from effective implementations of visuality. I'm not talking about 
cookie cutter copycat visuality, but the kind of visuality that is based on thinking. The kind that builds a workforce of thinkers, scientists, us. We become spirited and engaged because we are. When we engage, our spirit brightens. Hmm? And we enjoy ourselves along the way as well. So that's what workplace visuality is about. And today, we're going to move along to our kind of second resumed show on visual leadership. I want to pull some pieces together from last week and demonstrate what I mean by strange attractor. <laughs> strange attractor in the midst of chaos <laughs> from, the point of, from an organizational point of view and also still point. So I'll be illustrating that. Just a couple of announcements because I'm obliged. My smart, simple design book, Reloaded, is out. I hope that you look at it. It's on Kindle worldwide and also on print on demand. Um, and so I think it's a great book. The reviews are coming in and you'll be hearing more about it. We'll do a series of shows probably sometimes this, sometime this summer on it. And we have launched our webinar series. Pokeyoke is going to be up on Monday. We just have a few little um, uh, ribbons to put on it. There'll be an, It's an eight-module on-demand learning training system based on uh, work that uh, Martin Hinckley and I have done together over the last three years. It is four engineers. It's eight modules of what is the theoretical or conceptual basis of mistake-proofing. And what is the methodology? It is a grand, grand course. I love it. And, of course, my work that makes sense um, learning system is out. We're doing the 11th module now uh, and finishing that one up. And then we'll move on to visual leadership. I also, because of today's show, after visual leadership, I think I'll do a quick changeover because much of what I'm going to be talking today about is on the base of some of those principles. But at any rate, we'll have 90 modules and all that are on demand. We think that they're very, very affordable and we think that they are of the highest quality. I have to say so <laughs> myself. I will be going to the East Coast in about a week to do a training of trainers. Please look at our training of trainers page. It'll be up on Monday. And uh, please think about that for your or own organization. It's a terrific process and uh, it supports a really very robust implementation. Uh, let's see, our number is 503-233-1784. That's at the Visual Thinking Offices, 503-233-1784. And our email is radio at visualworkplace.com. Visit our website at visualworkplace.com. And oh, by the way, an hour after this show, I'm doing a live webinar. We do one once a month, a live webinar on the visual wear. These are actually two very robust modules of learning, but I'm combining them so that people uh, will get a sense of where they can go with lines and labels, for heaven's sakes, where that they can move into borders and addresses, very robust, and makes a tremendous impact on your production system on the value-add level. Your operational system, this goes for hospitals as well, of course, and offices. Oops, I'm sorry, I just dropped my ring. Uh, and offices. And also, of course, on any shop floor, continuous process flow, discrete manufacturing, no matter, we see a 15% increase in throughput, often 
uh, 30%, and sometimes 34%, that famous engineering office I've told you about. So um, let me see. I think those are mo- those are my yes. Those are my announcements. Ah, there is a free page on our new website where there's five or six or seven things that are completely free for you, and uh, we will be adding those like a little um, Easter egg hunt. We'll be putting new things in there that'll last two days or three days or a week. So visit us and visit us often and get the, that free that free learning, the free support for your own journey to a visual workplace. So let us resume uh, our visual leadership series, now the executive function. Today's focus is still point improvement. I want to explain what that is. And I also want to put it into the context of the X-Type Matrix, which is our next tool. Last week, when we resumed our exploration of the executive in the role of leader of improvement, we talked about the importance of staying the course, and for a very good reason. Change happens as the result of an abiding focus. I mean, sometimes something dropping out of the sky. The Greeks used to call this deus ex Pardon me, the Greeks used to call this deus ex machina. Deus meaning God, ex machina means the machine. Because in Greek tragedies, when things got really messed up and worse than possibly be, a an actor would come down on a kind of hoist. He would represent a god, and that god would either absolve or solve the situation. So it was God in the machine, from the machine, meaning the the, uh, the pull, the pulley, the little seat that he'd come floating down or she'd come, he'd come floating down on. It was always a he. So deus ex machina means you're saved magically. But change in organization happens as the result of an abiding focus. Situations and companies turn around because of effort. Focused effort over time. The question is, what do we effort? What do we focus on? And how much time? And it's always more time than you suspect. Not more time to establish a still point, but more time than you expect for the grab, for it actually to become, for the change to become a part of your corporate landscape or of your facility landscape if you're in a plant or in a in a more isolated location. When we look to the sciences, specifically to physics, we learn about this. And this is why I brought in chaos theory. The seeming randomness of gas, roiling gaseous masses in the cosmos. Well, they, upon examination, they begin to naturally, if I may say, shift. First, a still point exerts itself, expresses itself. Something holds still because of this event we call the strange attractor. There's an attraction point, an anchor point, and that point begins to organize and move into, for want of a better word, stillness, which should in your mind create a high contrast between gaseous, roiling masses, and utter stillness. It's not 
I better not go there. I was going to say it's not void, but I better not go there. So I will just say still. Because of this anchor point, as I was explaining last week, the organization begins to organize, begins to form around it, around this nano phenomenon called the strange attractor still point. Something, a pattern forms. In, in physics, that pattern is called fractals. And I hope you've looked I hope you've looked it up online, F-R-A-C-T-A-L. And you'll see the one that we included in the newsletter last week, the Mandelbrot set, which was the first, was the discovery in Cambridge, at Cambridge University, I'm pretty sure, by Dr. Mandelbrot. And it's fabulous. And if you travel in that, that sequence infinitely, the pattern w- remains as clear and sharp there is no end. And if you go out infinitely, it just keeps expanding within the same elegant and exquisite framework. Uh, will, if you will, design. The same elegant design. It's quite amazing. I mean, it's not... Amazing is hardly a, a strong enough word. It's splendid and stupendous. <laughs> and, you know, when I began... When I studied this because of a coincidence of personalities about 25 years ago, I said, sniff, sniff, sniff. I think there's something here about organizations. And I know others have written on this, but it has become a particular appetite of mine to see the parallels between organizations that struggle and what happens when they actually pursue excellence with excellence. And that's very much a theme of today's show. Let's take our first break. I'll continue this when I get back and when you get back, when we're both here together. See you in a minute. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Are you ready to bring the power of the visual workplace to your company? Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, is available to help you harness and maximize that power. With nearly 30 years of hands-on experience, Dr. Galsworth shows you how through in-house seminars, site assessments, total company conversions, keynotes, coaching, and consulting. Learn about visuality through our books, DVDs, on-demand webinars, visual edge learning packages, and a host of other teaching materials. Enroll in the Visual Lean Institute and get trained and licensed as an instructor or QMI affiliate in any of our nine core visual workplace courses. Keep your visual workplace going and growing. Visit our website at visualworkplace.com to learn more about workplace visuality, our products and services, and when Gwendolyn will be presenting near you. That website again is visualworkplace.com. Today's business marketplace is becoming increasingly global thanks to technologies that didn't even exist a few short years ago. Your business might be a startup or you might be one of the global 500. Either way, you're probably looking at customers and competitors in faraway regions. Listen for Global Reach with host Tay Rivez as she brings together experts, ideas, and listeners to help you anywhere in the world. Global Reach is broadcast every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network.
You're listening to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense with Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to radio at visualworkplace.com. Now, back to the program. Hi, welcome back. This is Gwendolyn. Welcome to the second part of our show today at the Visual Workplace, where we are entering our discussion of still point improvement as a uh, a preface to our discussion of the X type matrix. And I want to I want to make that link now because we're going to go we're going to kind of delve into these uh, projects. I want to substantiate what I just described about still point and strange attractors and chaos and what it means for the organization through examples, two of them, two projects. The first, a well-known way, if it is used properly, to shift the company from randomness to excellence. And the second is something that came up on my trip. Both of these things came up very strongly on my trip to the UK a few weeks ago. But before we delve into those two demonstrations, let us not forget the larger context for this discussion. Okay? And that larger context is leading improvement as a core executive function. Last spring, we walked through leading improvement from the vantage point of supervisors and managers. As you know, I grouped them together, supervisors and managers, because they are both responsible for carrying out the corporate intent. And we walked through the tools for that function tools that would make it so and then we shifted our focus last I think we began last October and then there was the holidays interruptions whatever we trained our focus on visual leaders on the executive level leaders of strategic improvement those who decide align and drive the corporate intent the executive leader these are nested functions both the leader of improvement on the supervisory level and on the executive level. These nested functions are governed by the same visual principles and also by the same emotive principles, emotional principles, because there's no way that you can engage in this work and be effective if you do not engage with your personhood, with with who you are, with your emotions, your intelligence, of course, and part of that intelligence, as you know, is your emotional intelligence. The responsibilities, if you want to call it, the burdens are different between executive and supervisory managers, supervisors, front slash managers. They are different, but they are conjoined. They run in parallel. In terms of the transformation, the two functions run in parallel. And the transformation is a very deep and important one for the organization. So in discussing these things, I am adding a dimension to my treatment of executive leadership by talking about chaos theory, still point, strange attractors, and preparing us preparing us, I hope, to slide easily into the purpose and the importance of the X-type matrix, the second and the next 
powerful tool in the executive toolbox for leading improvement. And remember, for me, Gwenny, in my world of visuality, all leadership must be converted into a visual counterpart, a visual equivalent, a construct, something physical. If it isn't physical, it isn't visual. And if it isn't visual, it has no legacy. I should say it has no future. It doesn't have a present either. A visual equivalent or it cannot be fully known and therefore cannot be fully used nor can it be fully taught. We cannot mentor good leaders through our charm, our experience, our emotional intelligence and our goodwill. What we do in visuality instead is to structure in those behaviors through these tools so they become reliable and repeatedly and re, uh, repeatable so they are embedded and they become a part of the supervisory landscape the managerial landscape the corporate executive landscape then you can expect then you can measure then you can build on results so that's where we're going in our discussion today. We may have time to talk about the X-type matrix. I'm prepared to, but first let's look at our demonstrations. Demonstrations of still point, still point improvement. And would it surprise you to learn that the first project, the first demonstration focuses on quick changeover? On, if you will, if you know the Toyota uh, or the Shigeo Shingo language, the single-minute exchange of dye, the promise of excellence as you begin to liberate your machine utilization by reducing your changeover time. As your changeover unfolds, there is an opportunity that is often missed because site executives and continuous improvement specialists CI specialists do not realize what a perfect full-bodied opportunity quick changeover is. So I'll do lots, as many shows as you like on quick changeover. I spent the 1980s doing it. I'm not an expert in your machinery, but I am an expert in creating a changeover procedure that actually drives excellence through the organization. So I'm not going to get very much into that technology, but I, most of you understand what quick changeover is about. I'm going to hit the highlights. When you use quick changeover, the result should be liberating and powerful, not just in terms of the liberation of the machine, the capacity of the machine, the utilization of the machine, but in terms of setting up an improvement infrastructure of excellence in the organization and turning that into a sustainable new company competency. So we just jumped a level from changing over the machine to reordering and directing the company's march to excellence. I spent much of the 1980s in the company of Shigeo Shingo shadowing, accompanying his journey to dozens and dozens of U.S. plants. His primary focus was SMED, single-minute exchange of dye, 
And in my view, this was without hesitation on my part, his greatest contribution, because it did create what he said, a revolution, a revolution in manufacturing. It shattered so many closely held beliefs about changeover. Who even noticed changeover? We took it for granted. It was like in the 1960s and 70s. Whoever noticed what we ate, we just ate. And now suddenly here, 30 years later, we're so meticulous. We suddenly realize that what we eat makes us. This was a big revolution. Remember Tiny Tim? Some of you are old enough to remember him. Tiny Tim who said, you are what you eat. Wasn't that Tiny Tim? I'm pretty sure it was. You know, at the time he seemed like a goofy goofy guy but in fact there's a billion dollar industry based on that principle and many of us are paying attention we are careful about what we put in our body and suddenly when shingle comes along he demonstrates let's be careful about the changeover because there's a treasure here and comp- he taught many, many companies, and many companies pursued quick changeover SMED to tremendous benefit. But not that many pursued it with tremendous benefit that were not directly under Shingo's care. Some, but not many. He was a driver of excellence. If you want to look at it very, very broadly, this was his greatest contribution. He taught us about improvement as excellence. Not as better makes us best, but a relentless pursuit that made that gave us mastery over our own creations, these machines and these companies. Mastery. Many companies took up the idea of quick changeover, separating internal functions from external, streamlining the external, then streamlining the internal. Uh, external meaning those things that can happen while the machine is still running, getting your dyes, getting prepared, and those changes that can only happen when the machine is down because you actually can't change over the die. You can't do your clamping or whatever when the machine is running. So he made that. He made that distinction. He found it. He discovered it. And then he made much of it. We use a process that is seven steps. I just summarized them in three. But again, this is not a show about quick changeover. But many, many of you have had um, an experience of this. And my question is, did you use it? Did you know you could use it? in a way that would create in the enterprise a still point. A still point of excellence around which the rest of the organization could organize itself into precision, into mastery. Because that's what we're talking about here. Once the methodology is mastered, let's call it stage one, stage two is driving it relentlessly no changeover no changeover process is complete or should be celebrated unless you can achieve seven changeovers in a row at the exact same time with the exact same time or better seven was our interval yardstick seven you could turn that into seven weeks if you wanted 
you could turn it into seven changeovers. I think really if you allow a span of about three weeks and you maintain your best time, the time that is um, designed and embedded, over a three-week period, as long as you have at least seven changeovers during that time, you need a certain span of time to allow the erosion of um, of expanded time to um, to exert its influence, and then you then you feel pretty good on that. That's on one machine. The numbers that result from using quick changeover as your journey to excellence are astonishing. And I will share some of those uh, right after the break. But I want to make it very clear now, and I will again after the break, that these numbers are there to tell us to take the opportunity of this demonstration, this focus, this need for faster changeovers to create a still point and change the fabric of improvement in the organization so it can be utilized for other purposes and for a continuing purpose. And that decision is an executive decision. That is a decision of intent and it is made by the executive who decides to use changeover as the organizing principle as the fabricated still point. Oh, I think I'm getting a little bit too passionate. I can I can feel my lips forming words in a very fascist-like uh, fashion. So I'm going to take a little break, have a sip of my morning uh, milkshake, and uh, see you in a minute. <laughs> Calm down, Gwendolyn. <laughs> see Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business. Are you ready to bring the power of the visual workplace to your company? Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, is available to help you harness and maximize that power. With nearly 30 years of hands-on experience, Dr. Galsworth shows you how through in-house seminars, site assessments, total company conversions, keynotes, coaching, and consulting. Learn about visuality through our books, DVDs, on-demand webinars, visual edge learning packages, and a host of other teaching materials. Enroll in the Visual Lean Institute and get trained and licensed as an instructor or QMI affiliate in any of our nine core visual workplace courses. Keep your visual workplace going and growing. Visit our website at visualworkplace.com to learn more about workplace visuality, our products and services, and when Gwendolyn will be presenting near you. That website again is visualworkplace.com. Welcome to the unique job search community of Lynn Radice Live. You do have the power to land the perfect job. If you are unemployed or underemployed or looking for your next career move, tune in to Lynn Radice Live. Get a job, no excuses. This is a first-of-its-kind job empowerment show. Lynn will identify the most critical needs in today's job market and show you how you can get a top position today. Get ready. Let's get hired. Lynn Radice Live airs live every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network.
You're listening to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense with Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to radio at visualworkplace.com. Now, back to the program. Hi, welcome back. Welcome back to the third part of our show today. We are focusing on, uh, we're setting the groundwork in place for visual leadership on the executive level, and we are linking that discussion to our opening discussion last week about chaos theory, strange attractors, and the still point. This show is called Still Point Improvement, and I want to demonstrate what I mean. So, we were talking right before the break about quick changeover, but what I am attempting to frame for you is the utilization of quick changeover as the decision, the demonstration of the decision by executives to become excellent. So it isn't that we are changing over simply, which is important enough, to improve equipment utilization. Very, very important. I was in a plant that was completely machine uh, driven. It was continuous process flow, bottling plant for spirits, for whiskey, a lot of compliance issues around cleaning and whatever. I was in another plant that was uh, making um, uh, extrusions, same thing, dominated by machine. So it's very, very important. But with a shift in mentality, that same corporate leader that says, we will have change over times that make us competitive and liberate the wasted time that is now being invested in these slow two, three, four hour changeovers, is to say, this is our bridge to enterprise excellence. This is, we are going to master this form just as though it's Aikido, martial, any form of martial arts, any form of artistry, ballet, if you want to look at a demanding art form. We are going to master this and it is going to change us as a result. We are going to change the process and we are going to be changed. We are going to transform the process and it will transform us. It simply is a shift in mentality on the executive level and where it is captured structurally will be your X-type matrix. Your X-type matrix is an alignment tool. The tool that precedes it is the house, the operation systems improvement template that we discussed at the last, last fall. That this gives the executive the insight to say, this and not that. This is where we need to focus. This is where we have a tactical imbalance that is impacting our overall uh, strategy. Our strategy for stabilization and our strategy for growth. So what we find in the so-called house or the temple... I did, what, six or seven shows on that last fall. You can delve into that if you wish. Once we get an understanding 
of where our house is balanced and out of balance, we then translate that into the next step down instrument. And that is the X-type matrix. I will be walking through the X-type matrix at the end of the show if we have the time or the beginning of next week and just and it'll also be part of our newsletter please please subscribe to our newsletter if you are listening to our show it's free just subscribe to it and um, you can subscribe on our website and because I'm including pictures in a way that I've always wanted to of what are the core pictures and there will be X-type matrices for you to see what this very very powerful tool is so when we are adopting quick changeover, which so many of you need in order to liberate the resources on your, uh, in your corporation, use it for the double purpose. Don't just implement it. Master it. We will deploy and we will master. We will pursue this relentlessly. Our gauge will be thus. Every changeover will be measured. Every changeover will be clocked. And we will define a changeover. You can define it in a number of ways. The most common way is the time that elapses between the last good piece of one run and the first good piece of the next. That is an aggressive definition. The last good piece of one run, the first good piece validated. You've, you have validated, proofed the run of the next run. That's the lapse time. And we will, to the second, we will map that. We will track that. I'm looking at a, a, a chart right now that actually covers 600 machines. Mm-hmm. And they started at 90 minutes in May. This is 600 machines. They started at 90 minutes changeover. They went through the process, the seven-step process. They reached the goal of six and a half minutes in September. And they stabilized the following month. So they have a whole month of a completely stable metric at six and a half minutes with not one minute of waiver in that. So they did it in five months and stabilized the six month. It's very aggressive. It's very aggressive, but it was, and you know, it may take you three years easily, but it was done with the intention of bringing the organization into an excellence framework, using it as the anchor point, as the still point, and putting the resources into that. It isn't that better doesn't make us better. It does. But there are other principles that create excellence. It's a different quantum than better. And if you want to create a still point, you must find an anchor point, a rallying point, and apply your resources there. And certainly if you're an asset-driven, a machine-driven company, this is crying out for, uh, for this kind of attention. I'm looking at another chart that has, uh, six groups of work orders. 
and the changeover is mapped out against the the uh, actually we could have put this in um maybe i'll ask cindy to include she's our, our vp of communications and our newsletter editor to include this chart of next week maybe the one of these weeks soon i'll include this chart but you can see against the work orders which changeovers this is a two week period which took 40 minutes, which took 30 minutes, and which took single minute, nine minutes or less. Some of them are below that as well, against the, change or, against the work orders. And that kind, of, uh, in, that kind of relationship, so you see the changeover in relationship to the work order, you begin to see what the easy wins are. And certainly the 1006583 work orders, they've got it knocked. Everything is either at at nine minutes or uh, b- below 20 at any rate. Whereas the 3151167 are way beyond an hour, way beyond. So there's ways of cutting the pumpkin. So this becomes a very important metric. But here's the part. You measure every single changeover. This becomes a rallying cry. I was in a wonderful plant the Grant's Whiskey Plant, led by Pat Buchanan. He's the head of strategic improvement. And he has put into place uh, some very, 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 very useful LCD monitors. I'm normally uh, shy of these because I feel that they replace improvement thinking. But, you know, he could just track the every single changeover, every single one of them, and let people read those like the morning newspaper because that's the point of interest track those and make this the rallying cry and that's what we mean by the still point okay so i want to move on to the second project which is actually one that's in the making but i want to tell you what the challenge was i visited a company while i was in the uk that was very sincere about starting continuous improvement they had gone to a lot of my seminars And they understood the paradigm of visuality, but they were stuck because the plant had a very, very large footprint. It was run 24-7. It had a very large footprint because it was machine-dominated, and it had a few people. It had like 30 people a shift. It was a very profitable plant, and of course, it needed to become more profitable, and the two the two gentlemen that I spoke with who were uh, very committed to finding a way wanted to bring visuality in for all the benefits that you and I have discussed, but they couldn't find, they couldn't find the doorway. This was so interesting to me. And so I went over, we had a visit, and we walked the floor, spent a couple of hours on the floor, and I began to see, in fact, that in this case, methodology unlike quick changeover, which is a methodology, was not going to be able to help them because there wasn't enough coherency. There wasn't enough congruence in the workplace that was so geographically extended for that to happen, nor was there time. There wasn't time because there was a lot of downtime. I saw one machine that I don't think will ever get back on its feet again. Poor little thing was lying there, and there was a maintenance guy working on her. But, you know, 
it looked very unlikely. It was dark. It was dirty. And, you know, if you did 5S, it wouldn't really lift anyone's spirit. What they needed was a way to engage, to find a rallying point, to find a still point, to, to find a point where they could create a still point. I think I even talked to them about still point. I, yeah, I did. So that they could begin to have something that worked and worked well. Some part, some corner that worked well. And you may be faced with this. I am the, the, you know, the queen of methodology. That's one of the gifts that I've been giving. I can create learning pathways. Are we running out of that much time? Ah, really? Wow, time for another break. All right, let's take a, a break quickly. This is our last break, and we will go into what these guys, I, I'm pretty sure they're going to be doing. It's interesting. It was interesting. It's interesting for me, too. See you in a minute. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Are you ready to bring the power of the visual workplace to your company? Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, is available to help you harness and maximize that power. With nearly 30 years of hands-on experience, Dr. Galsworth shows you how through in-house seminars, site assessments, total company conversions, keynotes, coaching, and consulting. Learn about visuality through our books, DVDs, on-demand webinars, visual edge learning packages, and a host of other teaching materials. Enroll in the Visual Lean Institute and get trained and licensed as an instructor or QMI affiliate in any of our nine core visual workplace courses. Keep your visual workplace going and growing. Visit our website at visualworkplace.com to learn more about workplace visuality, our products and services, and when Gwendolyn will be presenting near you. That website again is visualworkplace.com. In sales, are you a lion or a vulture? Lions don't wait. They just go for it. Vultures hang around until the lions are finished and just pick up the scraps. How can you set yourself apart as a lion? Join the other aspiring sales lions and listen to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something with host Ty Maynard. You'll learn the tips and strategies of top sales professionals. You'll gain more clients at a faster rate and at higher margins. If you're a sales professional, business owner, or executive, listen in every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense with Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5790 or send an email to radio at visualworkplace.com. Now, back to the program. Hi, welcome back. This is Gwendolyn. Let me map out this project to you. We're in the fourth part of our show. We're looking at creating still points of improvement because that is what will happen when you get to the planning of what do we do next 
in our tactical and strategic improvement, what are the projects that are going to make a difference for us? But it isn't just choosing the project. It's answering the question, how far? How far do we go into this project? What is the outcome? And how do we know we've reached that outcome? And it's stable. And it has become part of the operational improvement landscape. When I describe, and it's clear to me that we won't start X-type until next week, when I describe the X-type matrix, you will see that this is where your project decisions go in support of the policy needs that come out of the first step, your operation systems improvement template, the house, your temple. So the first was quick changeover, take it far, take it very far, bring your organization to excellence and you will be able to use that capability for your next improvement cycle. But you must use these improvement projects not to just make things better, but to bring a level of mastery that becomes a new competency in the company. It becomes a skill and a capability. In our second, in this asset-driven, pretty prehistoric plant, the obvious thing is to, be, is to start with 5S, but to what end? You're not going to get any kind of spirited engagement for two reasons. One, you're probably doing the old kind of 5S that doesn't have any operator visuality. And therefore, it's just you as my mother telling me to clean up after myself. There's no spirit there. And the second is because the plant is too scattered. They can't afford the kind of improvement time that is needed even to do 5S. And because the level of buildup, I hesitate to say dirt, but detritus from simply being in business needs to be pretty much professionally addressed. There's, you, it, I would be hard-pressed to bring any level of cleanliness that has to precede order into that plant. So I was thinking as we were walking around with these guys and I made a suggestion and they said yes and here's the suggestion but I want you to hear how these two projects I'm going to describe in, in this one plant will bring them to excellence and create a still point for improvement. The first was because I was watching the motion, I was watching the moving without working that was happening on the floor All I could see was maybe three people at once. I could move to another plant, part of the plant and see another two. And I saw that there are questions, which is always a symptom of uh, the need for visuality. The questions had to do with what other people were doing. What are we running on this line? Uh, Is the changeover completed? Um, Are we ready to change over? Uh, Are we... um, what product are we running? Who's there? These kind of global questions. And so what I said to the guys, make a project around creating an informational board. You can think of it as a dashboard. But let your operators design what needs to be there. And do this across your three shifts. Come in and get three different takes on what that should be. And then it 
use them as a prototype and experiment with each of them and slowly move them to uniformity or let them be uniquely different if two or three of them are robust. And do it on the first level, on the first floor, do it on the mezzanine, which is completely out of sight, so that people can begin to own their own behaviors through the centralized board and make it beautiful. Do not standardize it and do not manufacture it through contractors. The improvement time that you will set aside for this will be improvement time where you are helping to do the do, but your operators are creating it. You are helping with your hands and your feet to make the constructions and start to bring the sense of team in your organization, the sense of connectivity, if not team, of connectivity through visuality. That's one of the two projects. The second project was to go into maintenance, work with the maintenance staff, and create a showcase. And you know in an asset-driven plant that this will be difficult because maintenance is out on the floor all the time. So senior management has to get in there. And believe me, this maintenance department was astonishing, as many of them are, in the way it looked. <laughs> Even though I didn't tell you the, the name of the plant. It's no name that I've ever mentioned. So it's none of my current or past clients. But this was really derelict. And it was, you know, really a typical maintenance department. But here was a chance to demonstrate in the least likely place a very focused, a very intense change. And then you take tours. Those two running in parallel, a way to connect people, operators on the shop floor, and a way to demonstrate what excellence means by making maintenance a showcase would create enough of an environment that, to then go further. These are both projects, the application of principles and practices, but on a very focused area, you're not trying to convert the plant. You're trying to create a still point, a pocket of excellence that will anchor the energy and allow the rest of the chaos, if you will, the roiling, to organize around it. I know this will work in this plant because nothing else will. The, the normal solutions are not going to help these, these guys and what wonderful spirits they have. So I think we um, completed our purposes for today. I wanted you to understand what I mean by creating improvement still points. And the big difference is not just to do it, but to master it to do it to the level of precision and excellence so that that exists somewhere in the organization and it makes your teeth chatter. It's so good. It goes, it's great. It's beyond the beyond. You need that to inspire and inform. And I gave you a demonstration of two demonstration projects. So I hope that helps. Next week we'll begin the X-Type Matrix and um, should be very interesting. Please keep this in mind. Thank you very much. And uh, this is Gwendolyn Galsworth. I'm signing off. It's been such a pleasure. Bye-bye. <laughs>
Please tune in for another episode next Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, featuring your host, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, on the Voice America Business Channel. Thanks again for listening. 